Hello, everybody, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. And today I'm going to ask you five questions. But before I ask you five questions, I need to ask you three questions to get you to think about what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So question number one, are you asking the right questions to get the right information from your team? Question number two, are you asking questions that help you connect with your team? And question and question number three, are you listening to what your team doesn't say just as much as you're listening to what they do say? So we're going to talk about a few things that you should be thinking about on today's episode. So stick around. Okay, so like I said before, welcome to today's episode. Um, My name is Dr. Rachel Gallardo, and I am the lovely host for this um, wonderful podcast that you are tuning into, Level the Field Leadership. I truly believe that um, we all encounter situations as leaders, and so hopefully you can use, use the information that we talk about on our episodes to, um, you know, counter some of the work environment issues that you might be having. And hopefully the things that we talk about on each episode give you the tools to correct or, or adjust or to deal with some of those issues that may occur. I truly believe that workplace burnout is very real. And anything that we can do to reduce bur- workplace burnout and fatigue in our leadership roles will ultimately have a positive impact on our team, but it'll also have a positive impact on us, positive impact on our families, et cetera, et cetera. I do try to post a new episode on the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month. So if this is not your first episode, then welcome back. So happy that you are back. I'm so happy that you are learning and you you, you see this as a growth opportunity. But if you are new, then welcome. Um, feel free to share this information with others. You know, I do believe that leadership is a journey. We don't have to do it alone. And so the more that we can really encourage, help, support, et cetera, et cetera, one another, the better we can all be in our leadership roles. And um, for those of you that are new, I do like to base our topic off of scripture. So today's scripture is 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And the fact of the matter is we can't necessarily encourage one another and we can't build one another up Um, unless we ask the right kind of questions and we really figure out what is going on in the person's life and that we can um, then give the right kind of guidance and direction and uh, as for what we need to do as leaders to help them. But it it all comes down to the questions that you ask. So there's a lot of leaders and I I hear it a lot um, where people are just simply lost about what to talk to their team about. Like, Rachel, what am I supposed to ask them? Like, what, what's the right question? You know, we live in this PC, can't say anything society. And so I think it's really natural for some leaders to kind of default back to the, hey, how's everything going? Is everything okay? And of course, what does that person inevitably tell you? Yep. And then that's the end of it, right? And and that, yep, doesn't tell you anything at all. Tells you nothing about what's going on in their, their life. It tells you nothing about the personal challenges that they're dealing with, the work environment challenges they're dealing with. You know, maybe they're having an issue with a customer. Like it literally tells you nothing when they just say, yep, to your, is everything okay question. Um, and many people are just simply not, not comfortable opening up. And I totally, totally get that. They think that if they do say something that maybe it'll reveal some form of weakness in them as an employee. Um, maybe they feel like, well, I don't want to be a burden on anybody. And so they end up keeping all of this information inside. And quite frankly, that, that doesn't do anybody any good at all. 
So before we really start to dive into these questions, I want to encourage you as the leader that it's important that you set a culture within your team that helps them to know that it's okay to answer these questions honestly. Um, it might take time before these individuals open up. It might take a little bit of patience. It might take you being consistent, which we've talked about consi consistent leadership in previous episodes. So go check those out. But if you as their leader are patient um, and you wait for them to come around, if, if that workplace culture has not already been established, um, eventually the information that they do tell you will help you understand them as a person better, but it'll also give you insight into the organization and it'll help you identify gaps, not only in your leadership, but you're basically doing a SWOT analysis. You're doing an internal strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats report based on the information that your employees give you. So here we go. We're going to dive in. We're going to talk about our top five questions or five questions, at least that I would say are the most important. And granted, you want to make sure that whenever you're asking these questions that it's at the right time. Some of these questions, the timing is just terrible for you to ask, right? So you want to make sure that you and the person that you're talking to are in a place where they can they can actually speak freely, where they don't have a pressing deadline that they're having to meet. They're not trying to wrap something up before they leave for the weekend or go on vacation. So, you know, use discernment as a leader to know when to ask these questions, but asking these questions can be really, really helpful. Okay, so question number one, what question do you have about the organization and some of the decisions that have been made lately? So just straight up, just right out of the gate, asking the employee, what questions do you have about the things that you have seen change about maybe where we're going and just some of the, the, the differences, the, the changes that have been implemented within the organization? Because, you know, it's no secret that companies are changing a lot and they're changing frequently. And just when everything seems to kind of settle down with where we're going and, and you know, what direction we're heading in, here comes a, a you know, we're going to throw all of that out of the window and it could be because of an industry demand. It could be of a customer demand. It could be a change in the economy. Like it could really truly be things that are outside of the organization's control. Some things it could be, you know, maybe there's a change in your upper level leadership. And so that's going to cause some changes to occur, but a lot of changes are happening from an external standpoint and the organization is having to ad um, adapt or the company is not going to survive. I mean, hello, blockbuster. There's a, there's, that's what happens when you don't adapt, right? So many employees are, they might have questions about organizational changes and just wanting to know the why around organizational changes. And from a leadership standpoint, we really need to try to keep people informed and we should be striving to do so. We should be striving to communicate, but even the best laid intentions, like we get busy, we forget to mention something, you know, people go on vacation, something slipped through the crack. And, you know, before you know it, it's been a month and a half and you're like, well, everybody kind of already knows about it. I guess I don't need to address it. But you circling back to the employee and saying, you know, what questions do you have about some of the decisions that have been made lately? It gives you a chance to fill in some of those gaps um, where maybe, maybe the full answer hasn't been made known to that particular employee. But it also gives you, the leader, an opportunity to explain the why and also present this change in a positive manner. You know, leader, leaders really and truly can set the tone. And while it might seem completely obvious for you um, about why this thing was was changed and where, where the organization is going, it may be a complete, complete and total mystery to the individual. Um, you know, the you as a leader, you might be sitting in all those meetings, so you can understand it. You can fill in the gap of information, but if the employee who's not a part of it 
you know, happens to hear about it in some sort of email exchange, or they're having some sort of conversation at the Keurig, um, that change might come out of left field, and they may be completely unaware of the why or anything like that. So asking employees what questions they have about the decisions that have been made can really help you close those gaps. Um, you invite people into understanding why that particular change is occurring. And usually if you can answer the, the question of why, people are gonna be more likely to get on board. Now, I wanna full disclosure here, this doesn't mean that we have to overly and abundantly explain every single solitary decision. I mean, because quite frankly, from a leadership standpoint, there are just some things that you can't explain. Um, and if, you, if you're asked that question or if they, they want to know more information and you don't have the answer, then simply say, I don't know. Or if you do know, but you know, maybe you're still in a position where you're not really at liberty to talk about it fully, then tell that person, well, you know, I can't discuss it, but I do hope that as your leader, that you trust me to know that I'm giving you accurate information, that it is necessary. It's going to be a benefit to the organization. It's going to benefit the employees. Um, and whenever I can talk about more, I will. You know, in episode 22, I talked about leaders who withhold information. We should never be withholding information. If it's in our ability to give out information and to share what is going on, you know, that that transparency can really and truly go far. And you'll find people who are more willing to go along with change if they can, number one, understand it. But then also, number two, they can they can see the direction the organization is going. When we try to keep things hidden and we try to conceal it, it just makes things tremendously worse. Okay, so that is question number one. What changes do you have about the organization and some of the, you know, some of the decisions that have been made? What are your questions? Um, another really good question. So here we are. Number two, really, really good question that you can ask people on your team is simply what unexpected events came up for you this week? So maybe you've been in so many meetings that you really haven't had a chance to connect with your team. Maybe you and your team are kind of working in a bunch of different locations or you're doing some sort of hybrid or fully remote options. So um, you really wouldn't know that an issue happened to happen with your employee because you guys are not in the same place. But letting the employee kind of recall what happened maybe over the last week, last month or so, and letting that employee retell the event that occurred is an opportunity for you to engage in active listening. So you can hear what the employee has to say. You can kind of follow them logically through the story, maybe take notes so you remember what it is you want to ask them without necessarily interrupting. But whenever we're listening to the employees, we want to listen for those things that they are saying that they're complaining about. But we also want to listen for the things that the employee is not saying. What are the things that are outside of the employee's control, but you as their leader can go and talk to maybe somebody else in a leadership um position in the other department and help make sure that maybe there's better communication. Um, maybe, maybe there's, this is an opportunity for encouragement, you know, maybe for the things that are within their control, maybe the employee kind of dropped the ball. This is an, a, this is a coaching opportunity for you as a leader to help make sure that these unexpected events don't happen in the future. I mean, a lot of people like surprises. I love being surprised with flowers. I love being surprised by my friends. I love being surprised by, you know, having somebody bring me chips and queso, but if I've got something on my to-do list at work and then all of a sudden this surprise comes out of left field, it can be really, really frustrating. And there's a ton of research, I won't get into it, that talks about um, whenever we have to shift our focus rapidly amongst a lot of different things, it can actually deplete our overall energy because your brain only has so much cognitive load 
And so whenever you're wasting all that time shifting from one thing to another, it can really kind of bog us down. So we as a leaders, we need to really try to help guide and direct and, you know, offer some suggestions for what our, our employees can do. So that way they don't have these last minute things that continue to pop up. Um, from a leadership standpoint, if you happen to know that this is the fourth time you've asked this question and the employee continues to have the same quote unquote unexpected event, and how unexpected is it really? So maybe by asking this question on a regular basis, you're starting to see insight into the patterns of the organization, the patterns of your employee, and this interpersonal information can help you better understand the people on your team. And then you can also provide guidance and direction. So that way those quote unquote unexpected events don't continue to pop up, or maybe they don't pop up as frequently. Okay. So question number one, check. Question number two, what unexpected events came up for you this week? Check. Question number three, what is getting in the way of you being able to do your job? Ooh, and this question can be really helpful because the things that can get in our way from doing our jobs can come from, man, any number of locations, right? There could be issues with customers. There could be issues in other departments. Maybe it's somebody else on their team. Maybe you've got some, some interpersonal conflict that's happening on your team. Wherever it's coming from, it can give you a pulse of what is actually going on. Um, this question may, might show like small items that aren't working, like maybe it's a telephone or maybe maybe the, the internet is running too slow. Or maybe there's just not enough paper in the copy machine. But it's also a really good opportunity for the employee to let you know if there's anything personal going on. Sometimes this question can really allude itself to, you know, I haven't really been able to sleep. My daughter, she's been having issues with this bully at school. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble with that. And, you know, I'm, I've been kind of falling behind because I'm not really able to sleep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And from a leadership standpoint, whatever they tell you, we as leaders need to make note of it and talk to the employee to see if something can be done. So this is a good time to brainstorm and maybe help the employee with the solutions, um, especially the solutions that are within their control. But even, even if you can't do anything about it, just being a listening ear, being a, um, you know, somebody that they can just kind of open up to just a little bit and have some of that transparency and authenticity. It can be just really helpful to help the employee let it go. I mean, maybe they've got it bottled up in their minds and they just, they, you're the release. And so whenever they, they come to you and say, yeah, here's the issue that I'm having at home. They just, they kind of feel good to just like, let it go. And then you can always follow up with them a week or two and say, hey, how's that situation going? Or how's your daughter doing? You know, last time I checked, she was having some issues. Is everything okay? Um, but it, if, if we just don't even bother to ask that question as far as, you know, what's getting in the way of you being able to do your job? I think that this, you, you push people into a corner where they feel helpless. And the last thing we want employees to feel, the last thing we want any human being walking around on planet Earth to feel is to feel helpless and to feel um, as though things are out of their control. The things that we can change, we should um, help and empower our employees to be able to do so. And the things that we can't necessarily change, we can still be kind and compassionate leaders to help support them while they're going through that season of difficulty. Okay, so question number three, what is getting in the way of you being able to do your job? Question number four, we, we, we make a right onto a personal, a personal road or personal drive. So question number four is you looking at, the, at your employee and saying, what should I keep doing to support you? So question number four, 
What should I keep doing to support you? And feel free to pause my voice at any point in time if you want to write some things down or if you just need to take a moment of reflection because I'm, I'm trying to throw as much information as I can in 20 or 30 minutes. And sometimes, I know me personally, I've got to rehear things a few times before I can finally let it sink in. So I just want to throw that out there from, you know, before we could dive into question number four here. But question number four, what should I keep doing to support you? The people on your team are most likely the most comfortable answering this question because it's a chance, let's be honest, to butter up their boss. Like, hey, you know, you're fantastic. You're great. You're wonderful. You know, if you find that different people on your team are telling you that you consistently are a good communicator, that they feel supported, that appreciate your flexibility, then lean into these characteristics. Like, they, they are seeing these things in you as their leader. They appreciate these things. And so we certainly want to make sure that we continue to thrive in these different areas. Um, you're likely using your gifts and abilities that you have, which I am writing a book about. And so um, you're setting a positive example for your team. And so this is a really, really great time to just listen for these things and to, and to really lean into it and do your best. Um, you know, as leaders, there can be a loneliness component that goes into our jobs and the areas your team tells you that you're thriving in. I mean, celebrate the heck out of them. Like, yay, leader, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and, and use those moments to keep yourself motivated because sometimes it can be a little bit of a lonely road because quite frankly, for question number five, you're going to need a very strong backbone to hear their result their um, to hear their question. So question number four, again, what should I keep doing to support you? But question number five, are you ready? What do I need to stop doing as your leader? Oof, I know, I know that one hurt a little bit, but you know what? Leaders should always be asking for feedback. You should be willing to ask for positive feedback about yourself. Like, yes, we want to, we want to make sure that we know the things that we're doing really great, but we also need to look for the areas that we need to continue to improve in. I do not like to use the word weakness. I don't, I don't believe that we have weaknesses. I believe that we have areas of opportunity for improvement. And if we really and truly want to do better in those areas, we can, we just have to put our hearts and minds to it, but how are you ever going to know that you need to improve, the, improve in those areas if you don't ever listen whenever people tell you, hey, I need you to stop it, right? There, there could be a number of times where you don't even realize that you're getting in the way of your team. I mean, I'm sure you have a reason. I'm sure you have a plan. I know that you're trying to accomplish certain things, certain goals that you want to achieve and what you're, you're trying to, to make sure that you take care of. But you also might be alienating your team in a less obvious way that unless you ask them, they're never going to bring it up. So what are some examples of this? Rachel, what are you talking about? So, okay, here's a prime example. If you're a morning person and you don't mind having a team meeting first thing Monday morning at 8 a.m., that's fantastic. You're ready to go. You're right out of the gate. You know, let's get this over and done. But here we go. We got a whole week ahead of us, Monday morning, 8 a.m. But I hate to break it to you, early bird. There are other people on your team that are not early birds. They do not care about getting the early worm. They are happy with the 11 o'clock, noon, one o'clock worm. Other people on your team might need some time to wake up. And so they might say, you know what, Rachel, you know, Monday morning meetings, they're great and all because it does help me set up for the rest of the week. But man, do, does it have to be at 8 a.m.? Like, can we move it to 930? Like, I, I know that you're a morning person and you know, you're probably not up super late or whatever, but man, you know, 930 would be so much, so much better. You're still keeping the meeting. You're still helping to make sure that you're being productive and that you're, you know, letting that everybody is informed, but you're, you're doing it in such a way that you, you're helping other people out. Like 
stop stop being the the Monday morning 8 a.m. Let's have a meeting and let's discuss everything. It, it might be better to do it at a different time. Um, speaking of meetings, maybe you're not really good at keeping meetings productive. So maybe you, if you look at your at your team and say, okay, what do I need to stop doing as your leader? Some of them might say, can we just limit the meetings? So, I mean, you want to get, as a leader, you want to get so wrapped up into what you're doing and how this person's doing that you let somebody on your team, let's just call him Tom, just because, you know, names are great. Um, but you let Tom go on for 20 minutes about a stamp collection. And while you might really love this and you can ask Tom about his stamp collection and the stamp collection conference that he's going to, and, oh, did you ever find that such and such stamp that's going to add to your blah, blah, blah. Other people on the team may not care. And they might feel as though you're wasting their time. They don't want to be there. They want to leave. They don't care about Tom's stamp, st Tom's stamp collection. And so they feel like it, it's just a waste of time and they're actually getting frustrated. Um, you know, and then just one more example, maybe, maybe quite frankly, it's the emails that you send out. Um, maybe it's the tuna fish that you keep bringing to the office and you're stinking up the place. You know, maybe it's the constant checking in. So maybe you're just like overly careful about, is this okay? Is this okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay. That they just don't feel like they can get their work done. So maybe you just need to, to back off. But quite frankly, if, if you're not willing and able to be to number one, ask that question of what do I need to stop doing as your leader? It's going to be very, very hard for you to know what you need to stop doing as their leader. So whatever it is, whatever situation it is that they tell you, take the moment, take the opportunity to put yourself in the employee's shoes and consider things from their perspective. If you don't want it done to you, then as the leader, you need to make sure that you don't do it to another person. And remember, it doesn't matter how good of a leader you think you are, there is always, always, always something you can improve if you are open to hearing what other people have to say. So what is the bottom line in all of this? Quite frankly, the effects of good communication cannot be stated enough. Um, I, I just, I say it so many times that communication is so important and I, I fail on a regular basis. So if anybody that I know is listening to, to this and they're like, oh, Rachel kind of messed up this and this and this. Yes, yes, I did. Um, but, you know, my heart is pure. And so from a leadership standpoint, we should always, always, always be striving to get better. And these are just a few questions that you can ask your team um, if you're looking for more in-depth information to give you and your, your team members the opportunity to connect, to, connect um, to understand one another and keep the lines of communication open. Um, explaining the why matters. Having a dialogue with people matters. Connecting with people matters. And hopefully these questions can help with all of those aspects of leadership because quite frankly, your relationship with your employees and you improving as a leader matters. Like we should all be moving in this positive direction together. So if you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button to receive new content. You can find this content and you know wherever it is that you're listening to the sound of my voice. Share it with somebody else in your circle who wants to improve in their leadership. Take a screenshot, tag me in the screenshot, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all of the things. Um, I do try to post positive and consistent content related to leadership so you can add those tools to your tool belt. And remember, you are made to be a leader right where you are, wherever you are leading. This podcast can help you level the field of challenges you face while walking the journey of leadership. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. You can 1000% do this. And until next time.